0: Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale.
1: Hello everyone, Paula V here, host of For the Love of Reiki on Voice America and Why Am I So Happy on BBS and new to be going into television on WBTVN. So welcome everyone, so happy to have you with us today. I am thrilled to have with me today Todd Laboff. Let me tell you a little bit about Todd. He is a yasui Holy Fire 2 Reiki Master Teacher, is the founder, owner of Mind, Body, and Spirit Reiki and beyond in the wonderful state of New York. Todd is a speaker, writer, a seer, intuitive, empath, astral traveler, and conduit to the spirit world. As a spiritual teacher, he is dedicated to guiding his clients on their spiritual path. Also, Todd is chapter president, Syracuse, New York, at Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Todd, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so thrilled to have you here.
2: Well, thank you for having me, Paul. I'm very excited to be here.
1: Oh, you are just so welcome. Please uh, share with the listeners. Let's let's begin with a bit of your background. And what brought you to where you are today? What what put you on the path that you're on?
2: Well, as you uh, stated earlier, I'm a Holy Fire True Reiki master teacher. I have a studio in my home where I see clients, and I to teach all four levels of Holy Fire uh, Reiki. And... Um, so basically, my rookie journey started with some health challenges I had. I uh, developed back about seven years ago, and um, you know I was having a really hard time with some severe lower back challenges and also some thyroid issues at the same time. So you know I was having a really hard time dealing with. All uh, you know those challenges and um, the pain level in my back was you know very severe, uh, uh, nine ten or eight nine most of the time twenty four seven. Uh, I had a hard time getting comfortable. Could sit very long. Could stand very long. Could lay very long. So my rest was very deprived. Uh, my energy level, my body was very deprived. But I, I had to work. And so, luckily, I have my own office. So, in the middle of the day, I would just shut my door and lay on the floor and just try to get some kind of comfort and, and release from my back, from the pain. And um, so, you know, I just got to the point where uh, the doctors wanted to give me narcotics to basically mask the pain. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. And they wanted to give me pain blocks. And no, I don't want that foreign matter in my body. And so, you know, surgery was not an option because I wasn't considered bad enough to have the surgery. And so I was at the point where I just didn't know what to do. And so to kind of redirect a focus off of my pain, I decided to get a puppy. Uh-huh. And... Most people, you know, looked at me like, "Wow, you know, you're having a hard time, you know, uh, navigating with your with your challenge, your health challenges. How are you going to deal with that?" And I said, "Well, you know, I need to really focus on, you know, helping another living creature." And I said, "This will help, you know, keep me mobile and moving." And so I did get the puppy. Uh, A friend of mine is a breeder of Australian Shepherds, and uh, I called her and I said, "Um, "You know, do you have a litter that's going to be coming due soon?" And she said, "Yeah, actually, in may." And this was in February that I called her. So I've always been the belief that pets pick you. So I made arrangements with her after the litter was born. Uh, About three weeks after, I would go over and just sit in the middle of the puppies, and there was always this one that kept coming to me. So. I decided that after to visits with the same ones that he was the one, and um, I got him at eight weeks and hired a private um, dog trainer and they to help me with obedience and manners, so on and so forth. And they're um, about six months old. Um, in about three years prior to that, uh, I had to get out of it because of my health challenges. Uh, I used to show dogs. I showed uh, another Australian Shepherd uh, that I had. And um, we would just do it for fun. I would do it just locally, uh, just for, something for my dog and I to do. And I met a lot of nice people. And because of my challenges, I had to get away from doing that. So at six months, uh, my puppy's name is Magnum. Um, I decided, uh, I, I seen a, 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 an advertisement that there was a local dog show uh that I used to partake in, was going to be uh, that summer. So, so I decided to sign him up, and we did coffee class. Aww. So we did our thing around the ring, and um, my, my friend Lynn, who's the breeder of, of Magnum, um, came up to me and she said, I would like to introduce you to uh, my friend Karen from Ontario, Canada. So we, she introduced us, and you know, just kind of like old home days. We it felt like we had been friends for years and we connected and talked. And she finally said to me, She said, Are you having ch- challenges with your back? And I said, I am. How do you know? And she said, Well, I, I can see how you carry yourself when you're running around the ring. And she said, Have you ever heard of Lakey? And I said, I've never heard of that word in my life. <laughs> and so I said, What is it about? And she explained what Reiki was, and she said, Would you like to try it? I can give you a, a, a session right here. And I said, At the showground? She said, yeah. yeah, sure. She said, We'll go off to the side where it's quiet, and um, we'll do the session on you. Well, Paula, after the first session, I was just blown away how much my pain level decreased. Not entirely, but decreased to the mm-hmm. point where it was tolerable. And my energy level was, like, way more than I had in a very long time. And I was just like, oh, I'm like, is this really happening? So the show was a three-day show, and um, she had done a session on me every day. And by the third day, I was just completely blown away. Uh, the energy level increased even more. The pain level was very tolerable. i like, wow, there is something to this. So that's when I decided in 2012 to take the level one, and um, a year later I took uh, level two. Uh, At that point, just shortly after that Holy Fire had come in, so uh, a year after that of my second level, I took Master and that's when I became Holy Fire 2. Of course, uh, the ICLT, International Center of Reiki Training, had uh, put up the the Holy Father II upgrade. So I did that, and then a year later, I did my Reiki master teacher. So all of this journey has been incredible, um, complete turnaround for me and my life in the last three years. If someone were to tell me a vision three years ago that I was going to be where I am today, I I would have shaken my head and just walked it's amazing uh, when you're open when you have an open heart um, you know to receive anything can happen in, in yes. the power of Reiki
1: yes oh yes beautiful words Todd it it really is so true And I, I'm at a point in my life when people ask me about Reiki I say it's life changing it is it is truly life changing
2: yes it is it, it really is <laughs>
1: Oh, I read in your bio that you are, you know, as, as you've mentioned, that you're Holy Fire to Reiki Master. Tell me a little bit how your clients and students like the Holy Fire Reiki energy and how it's, how it's helped, helped you and them.
2: Well, I have clients that have been with me since the opening of my business. So they were with me when I had the Steering Reiki. Um, so when I became the Holy Fire uh, Reiki, I would ask them, you know, do you see a difference? Or do What do you feel? What, you know, tell me, talk to me. And uh, a lot of times the main consensus was the power of the Reiki is so it's powerful, but gets very gentle. And the other thing they said was the Holy Spirit, tree with the energy know exactly where it needs to go. They can actually feel it going through their body where it needs to go to remove whatever other will ever serve them in their body. And they can actually feel the warmth of the energy through their body. And, you know, I noticed that in my hands when I'm, you know, doing the reiki sessions, how warm, uh, not only my hands, but my whole body gets very warm. Um, they also said that they feel very loved, very gentle, uh, energy. Um, they, they could see colors more. Uh, they felt very, um, embraced. Uh, they felt like it was more of a divine power of the divine source. So um, for me, uh, I I just, it's helped my intuitiveness, it's helped my um, uh, connection to spirit world. Um, It's it's just kind of a a tremendous, powerful change for me. I, I, I absolutely love the Holy Fire.
1: Yes, and being a Reiki practitioner and teacher, I feel, is such a great honor, and it's so amazing to see the benefits for others, and, and myself, I have clients that bring their pets, so I'm very big into offering Reiki to animals as well. Animals are so perceptive.
2: Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I, give my, uh, I have two dogs. I have an Australian Shepherd. His name is Magnum, and I have a Shiba Inu, which is a Japanese breed. Um, she's a smaller dog. She's my sensitive one. I think she's sees spirits. And um, she absolutely loved the energy. Uh, she just kind of right into it when I was giving her the energy. So uh, they, they are very sensitive to uh, all sorts of energy, negative or positive.
1: Yes, yes. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. I actually... It's a year now, I began, and you're welcome to join us and any Reiki practitioners out there listening once a month, Todd, the third Saturday of every month, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. in your time zone, wherever you are around the world, if you want to take a few minutes and join us in sending Reiki and love to the entire planet's animal kingdom. It creates this beautiful wave once a month. I just I just love participating in that I was so excited when that began when I put that forth and to hear how much everyone enjoys it so I would love you to join us in that well thank you for sharing that I
2: will definitely do that
1: I love it I love it and with the with your Reiki do you do a lot of teaching Todd or mostly just working with clients or are you kind of balanced you you do both
2: well, actually, um, my clients have kind of, I guess they're feeling pretty good right now. So that's kind of backed off a little bit, which is fine. Um, I, I just rolled from here when I'm it, And uh, so at this point, I just started teaching in June. I did my first level one and two. And I had eight students for my very first class. And um, they were tremendous. There was also energy. Everybody was enthused. They They were excited. And it was just the look on their face when we did practice session at level two, you know, they could feel the Reiki uh, working. And it was just, I, that for me the teacher, that right there says it all. And you see the enlightenment in their face and, you know, that they're going to contribute to the world to help other people. Um, so, yes, at this point, I'm teaching a little bit more, which I love doing. I love teaching Reiki. Um, just you know, the, the training students to um, you know the, the basics of the training of Reiki, but also everybody has more style of how they do things, and I encourage that. You know um, how they how they do their expressive gifts. You know, so to speak.
1: Yes, yes, it's so fun. It's so fun, and I understand, Todd, that you also you're a lot like me. You you add other modalities into what you're doing. And I understand that you use crystals, essential oils, Tibetan singing bowls. Let's talk about that a little bit. For the Reiki practitioners out there that, that may want to know more and, and would love to hear some stories, you know, maybe bring that into their practice. Let's begin with, with uh, crystals. What what do you do as far as using crystals in your practice?
2: Um, well, the crystals, I, I mainly was drawn to them when I first got into Reiki. You know, I, I believe that we are reincarnated as past lives, and obviously I worked with them in past lives. Um, you know, I st- automatically started working, doing grids. Crystal grids. And I have someone say to me, Well, who did you train under to do that? And I said, I didn't train under anyone. I just just did them. You know, it was, it was just a knowing that I had. And, um, it just, once I started working with it, doing it, it all came back, so to speak. Um, I used them as part of my Ricky sessions, are included. Uh, but it, you know, um, My clients will give the okay if they want crystals or the the sound therapy or the essential oils or maybe, you know, they'll pick whatever they like. And I'm also guided by my guys, what you use. They know uh, what's going on. And uh, so I listen and they tell me what crystals to use. Um, I have a wide variety of crystals. I jokingly say my name is Todd and I have a crystal edition. Um, I have quite a collection here in my studio that I have collected in the past year. Uh, they range from Herculean diamonds to white uh, opal to uh, selenite. I use a lot of selenite mm-hmm. because of its self cleansing, it's angelic realm. Um, and you know it's just such a, a beautiful piece to work with. And it really amplifies, helps amplify uh, certain crystals that we're working with. Um, so again, I'm guided with using the crystal. And I have a small tray of small, tumbled uh, crystals and stones. And sometimes I'm guided to pick three of them. And it's actually like my guys are moving my hands and picking that stone and I'll give it to the client. And they're like, oh, wow, what will this do for me? And I said, well, let's go get the crystal Bible and we'll see what it says. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, power, when I read the description or the metaphysical properties or why it's used, they're like, oh, my God, that that's so right on. Yes. Said, How did you know? It's it, it just That's
1: just how it works. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? I am just totally a crystal girl. I love using all the different crystals as well. And it's such, it can be such an enhancement to a Reiki session and to the healing. I have to share a fun story. It was years ago, my gosh, I think about eight years ago when I opened my first little Reiki office where I started offering Reiki to clients. And I had a young woman come to me who had been struggling, her and her husband, to have a baby. They were having miscarriage. She had a, two miscarriages, couldn't get pregnant. And I just, so I was drawn to Wolfenite. I had just bought a Wolfenite in Sedona, Arizona and heard it was and read about it. It would. It's really great for women, and you know, hormones and this and that. So anyway, so I put this wolfinite next to her during the Reiki session, and we did a few sessions. And next thing I know, she's emailing me. Oh, we're gonna have a baby, and now she has this beautiful little boy, and now the second child now. But she tells everyone. I was able to conceive because of wolf and I, you know, she just, we were so excited about it. So it's really fun. It really is fun. It is. So, it is. yeah, that's, she, it, you know, then the different crystals have their different qualities and, it is. I absolutely love it. And I see you also work with essential oils. I love that as well. I make special little sprays I use. Tell, tell me what you do with the oils. I would love to hear, Todd.
2: Well, I um, have used essential oils um, like just before my client comes. I do to use the oils. Um, water with a few drops, uh, maybe stress away or relieve or you know different uh, fragrances. Um, I, I kind of like prepaid the Reiki energy before the, my client arrives, and I have that uh, the diffused oil in the air in the can and they like, wow, that's you know, really great, and it just kind of automatically relaxes them, you know, there's just something about essential oils that works that way, and um, I will sometimes, I'm guided again. Uh, I will use the, uh, with my clients, if they're okay with it, um, I will really use the oil, but I never put them on them. i put two or three drops in my hand, and I'll rub my hands together, and then I'll just kind of go over their aura, and just, like, aromatherapy over their body, and then around their face, so they can smell it. And it really, you can see their face just kind of relax, and it's just a, a wonderful tool to use uh, in, in essential oils. So I love using them. They
1: are a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And you also work with Tibetan singing bowls. I love that. I do. I love my bowls. I do. Uh, Tell tell me about that, Todd.
2: Well, I um, have always been attracted to sound therapy. I'm a big lover of music, Um, you know, just different sounds. And I, I did some research on vibrational therapy, sound therapy and uh, so I thought oh, I'm gonna try that. So I purchased two single bowls, one with a beeper sound, the other with a little higher pitch sound. And um, I just did some experimenting and using that with my client. And with such amazing results. both. Um, I used them primarily to help align the chakras. I'll go over each, I'll stand over, hold the bowl over each chakra over the body and I'll ring the bowl you know, all the way down the body. And it just kind of helps align them, get the chakras, in, you know, in, in, in proper motion, and get them all working. If there's one that's blocked. Uh, you know, I'll all it, and then, you know, do the um, Sometimes I use the deeper ones, and I go around the outside of the body, around the table, around the aura. And it just helps relax them. It just kind of finishes. So I use that towards the end of the session. Uh, use that just to uh, kind of, you know, help balance everything. And uh, with, with the power of uh, vibrational therapy, sound therapy is just really, really nice.
1: Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, it's so fun, isn't it? Mixing those, those different modalities with our practice. I absolutely That's love good. it. I love it. And I'm very, very addicted to my crystal bowls as well. I I love the crystal bowls. They're a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I would like to purchase some at some point. I've been looking at those as well. So at uh, some point in the future, I'm going to be buying uh, at least one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the crystal bowls, the Tibetan bowls. It just it's like when you play those, it changes the whole energy of the room. It really does. It's so much
2: fun. Mm-hmm, it does.
1: Yes. So when you uh, teach your students, do you discuss these other modalities and how they can kind of bring different things in and, and just kind of create their, their own fun thing? Or do you pretty much just do, stick with the Reiki? I do a little
2: bit in level two. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I try to keep the class a certain time limit, you know, we we, we try for about six hours, and uh, so there's a lot to cover. So, you know, um, everyone really enjoys everything that I teach, and I try to bring in the elements of these modalities just to expose them to Mm -hmm. uh, those, and uh, they are another tool to use in their toolbox, and so uh, at times I will use, actually demonstrate using these modalities uh, when we are doing a parking session in uh, uh, in class. Yes. Uh, oh. Yes, I did.
1: I can imagine how fun your classes are, Todd. <laughs> I can only imagine.
2: Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun. Um, I try to keep it interesting and uh, keep it flowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of discussion and I I I, I, I actually Welcome, that because it, you know, just makes everybody feel comfortable. We all have different gifts that we have and, you know, just kind of sharing amongst each other and um, it just really makes for a fun day, great energy amongst everyone.
1: Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, we're going to go into break here, Todd, but would you, before we, we say goodbye, will you share your website information with the listeners and how they can contact you?
2: Sure. Uh, my website is www.mbsr61.com. My email is Todd at mbsr61.com.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Todd. And to everyone out there, Todd and I will be right back. Thank you.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: Hello, Paula Vale here, host of For the Love of Reiki on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know the nutritional power of seeds? A seed contains 20 to 30 times more nutrients and antioxidants than the fruit. Ancient civilizations fell in love with black cumin and used it for all ailments. It was considered sacred. Seed nutrition can be a complimentary addition to the lives of virtually everyone. Seeds have anti-inflammatory, anti-aging, and antioxidant benefits and more. If you would like more information about this great nutrition, please go to my website, wellnessinspired.com, and check it out on the products page. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.
3: Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife.
1: If you're just joining us, I am here today with Todd Laboff. We are having so much fun talking about Reiki and other modalities. I am enjoying you so much, Todd. I love it. I'm anxious to, to get back into the conversation. I would love to have you share with us what you would say is your most profound Reiki experience.
2: Absolutely. Um, I had a profound experience earlier this year in the springtime. I work a regular job, a 9-to-5 um, job, and I uh, do my business part-time. I was at work, and uh, my friend had me to let me know that her young son, who was like 24, was in ICU um, because he overdosed on drugs, a possible suicide. So she asked if I would send Reiki to him, and I said, absolutely, I would love to do that. I have no problem doing that. And the hospital that he was in was in the same town that I work at. I said, well, I'll stop by and check on everybody and, you know, kind of hold space and, check on everybody see how we're doing and I said, Well I'm there, if you would like I could do Ricky on uh, you know, on him while I'm there. And she said, Okay, well let me talk to everyone else and, you know, and I'll let you know when you get here. So I completed the day at work and uh, went, I stopped by the hospital and went up to the I C waiting room and everybody was there, the whole family and friends were there and his mom, my friend, had come up to me and said, You know, we would love, if, if you're willing, to give Ricky um, in, in the ICU what he's at. And I said, Absolutely. So uh, he'd only allowed uh, one or two visitors for a very short period of time. Well, in the meantime, between the time she texted me and the time I arrived, the doctors had decided that to put him in a medically induced coma. And the reason for that was that he started to detox and was resisting and, you know, threatening his body with all sorts of movements and, you know, they needed to get him calm. Uh, so they put him in this uh, medically induced coma so his body could heal on its own and detox and do what it needed to do. So she made a for me to go into the hospital, the ICU area where he was at. And, uh, this hospital is very conservative, so I try to be respectful of everybody. And so we sat there down there in two chairs next to the bed, and I was closest to him. And, um, my friend, his mother, was sitting next to me, and I was holding her hand and giving her Ricky and I uh, had my hand on my young friend's arm, and I was giving him key as well. And I just got the sense that he was going to pull through, he would be okay. And so... Um, I didn't stay very long. Uh, like I said, we can only be in there for about 10 minutes. Uh, so I left that day, and I said, I'll be back tomorrow, which, uh, which would be a Saturday. So I'll be down in the morning. And, you know, if, if you need me to, would be glad to get with you again. And uh, she said, okay. So I went down the next morning, and uh, I sat with everybody for a while. And, you know, people were upset and they're trying to figure out, you know, what was going on and why he did this and so on and so forth. And so she had made arrangements for me to go in the room again and she came with me and um, I felt a little freer because there were no nurses or doctors in the room to be able to actually do somewhat of a regular session on him. So I started his crown and I looked my way down and his arms and down to his body and legs and, and uh, we have shakras in the arches of our feet so I released those to help. The toxin and the negative energy released out of those ports to help, you know, uh, get rid of those. And uh, the next thing I know, I see his grandfather standing up by the bed, rubbing his forehead. Now, his grandfather passed away two years ago, and they were very close. And I had mentioned to his mother, or the young mother, I said, your dad is here. And She said, no way, he the hospital. And I said, no, he's here. <sighs> I said, that's a, that's a good sign. He's, he's consoling uh, me, and uh, you know, I think everything's going to be okay. So it was at that point, I felt like I was in a different space. And I'm an intuitive and an empath, so meaning the empath is I can feel everyone's emotions or pain and just feel different vibrations of energy. And the intuitive is, you know, just the knowing and, you know, just seeing visions of things. And next thing I know, my young friend and I were standing, I don't know where we were, uh, it was kind of cloudy back there. and we had an actual conversation when he we was in a medically induced coma, and he was saying to me, I don't know why I did this, I'm, I'm sorry I'm putting my family through this, and I'm so stupid for doing this, and going on and on, and I said, you know, I said, that's down and over where concentrate on getting yourself better and coming back, we all want you to come back, we all love you unconditionally. And, uh, and then all of a sudden that space went away and I was back in reality. And I found that so profound because it was just like i have never had that happen before. i actually mm-hmm. talk to a conscious person and have a conversation within a medically induced coma. I was just blown away by that. And I got the sense that everything was going to be okay and that there was a reason why this happened. So we left the room and I took his mother to another waiting area and I said, I have some things to share with you. And she said, Okay. And I said, Well, I said, Don't take this the wrong way. I said, But there's always a reason for why things happen. And I said, His time was not kind it was not his time to leave. He is here for a greater purpose.
1: Wow. She
2: said, I understand. I said, you know, I said, I understand what you're saying. And I said, once he pulls through this I said, I think you're going to find that it's going to be very profound to him, this experience. And I said, at some point, he'll figure out what his purpose here is. And other things, Paula, he has really been connected with nature. He's doing very well. He's got a new, uh, a new love interest, and he's doing real well, uh, the last time I knew. So, you know, the, the power of Ricky is just, again, very astounding and how when you are open to receive and have an open heart and love unconditionally, anything can happen. Yes, yes. That's pretty much the story. They love my pet experience.
1: Oh, that is so amazing. And, And I would love you to share more about what it's like being an intuitive empath. So there's an example with... Do you use this with your Reiki sessions or is it something that just comes or is it something you put out there and you you ask for connection or messages? T- tell us a little more about that, would you, Todd? It's so fascinating.
2: Uh, sure. <clears throat> excuse me. I will do the best I can. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's just a knowing, the intuitive part just annoying. You see the bigger picture of everything. Um, I do call spirit guides and ancestors, um, uh, ascended masters, to come and assist me with the Reiki, whatever, you know, whatever they can do to help in the situation. Um, being an empath, I didn't know what that was until uh, about two years ago. Uh, I had the all the uh, the, the traits of an empath um, for a very long time. And it wasn't until I read an article about two years ago called 30 Traits of an Empath. And upon reading the article, they gave all 30 traits, and I had 28 of them. And I was just like, okay, so now I have a, a name of what I actually have been experiencing for a long time. And a lot of people um, don't know how to deal with the an empath, uh, they kind of take it in a negative way you know, they really feel people's energy and um, with their pain and they take it on and being a Reiki master you know we learn to grind ourselves with, with the crystal and also with the Reiki energy and um, so I learned to turn the negative into positive and I use my empath intuitiveness with my Reiki clients During the sessions. And the empath part actually helps me feel what they're feeling and also um, where the the energy, the the negative energy or the blockages are in in their bodies to actually help me focus on getting the right energy in that area. And the intuitive part, you know, again, it's so. Maybe their ancestors will come forth and they'll give me messages, or they'll just be there, just be part of um, the profession and give me the okay that what I'm doing is fine with them and uh, they're glad that I'm helping their, their loved one. Oh, um, fascinating. So that's pretty much the definition of, of that for me. Yeah, I
1: love it. I love it. Todd, tell us about the new book that you're currently writing that you're working on. Tell us about that, please.
2: Yeah, um, I am writing a book. Um, I just started. It's really has uh, made itself known that I should to be writing a book through uh, readings, through visions. Um, different people you know, have said to me who really should write a book. And basically, it's going to be about the journey of my life um, I have, it was born with a hearing impairment, and um, so just going to show how when we're children, when we're toddlers, we adapt to our environment. And uh, as a small toddler, I taught myself to read lips. So my parents never knew that I had a hearing problem. And um, I was so so adept at reading lips. You know, and again, when we're kids, sometimes our parents talk to us and we as little kids to ignore them so I guess that's what they caught up to be is that you know I was just ignoring them being a kid and uh, when that was farthest from the truth but you know they just never realized I had an issue. Um, I was probably about five years old and uh, my next door neighbor had a son who was maybe eight or nine and I looked up to him because I didn't have any siblings and he was like my big brother. You know a tent set up out in the backyard and he had a radio in there. He and his family had gone away, and I went out to paint, and I had a, a great curiosity of how things worked. So hearing I am taking the radio apart to see how the side worked, and then put it back together. And what I didn't realize is my parents noticed that I was not in the house and I was not on the property, and they were frantic trying to find me. And um, I happened to look up, and there was my mother, and I saw her neck moving. You know, saying my name. And I'm like, oh, they're looking for me. So I, I ran out of the tent. I'm like, oh, so glad you, you know, hurt me. You know, you're here. And didn't you hear us? And so on and so forth. And I said, no, I was busy, you know, taking this radio apart. And everybody kind of laughed at it and thought it was kind of cute. So I'm going to kind of talk about that and how, as I got into kindergarten, they realized that I had a hearing problem. And that's when I had hearing aids coming into my world. And that really, Changed my whole world for me because I went from not hearing as well to full hearing, and it was quite a a transition for me. And also the what's known as bullying now, you know, I was very badly teased because I wore hearing aids, and you know nobody understood why I looked stupid and all that kind of thing and you know it kind of got me down but I knew why I had to wear them to help me hear so mm-hmm. I would keep persevering and keep moving and um my first year grade uh, my first grade teacher my first year um didn't really know how to deal with uh with me with my hearing impairment and um I didn't do so well first year so I had to repeat first grade and my second your first grade teacher was awesome. She actually took advantage of my book reading, um, to the point where she had laryngitis one day and, uh, asked me to teach the class by reading her looks. And oh. what a boost that was for seven year olds you know. To, to yes. Have someone take advantage of that. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, I'm going to just kind of go from there and how social conditioning really can kind of carry down and, you know, but the gist of the book is, just keep persevering, keep going, you know, and uh, as you get older, you find your purpose and your passion, which creates your purpose, and you have a perseverance, and you have pride doing that. And um, so I just basically what the book. in about what my book is going to be about. I
1: love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh, you are an inspiration. You really are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. I love it, Todd. Uh, I would like to touch on... Uh, you are, in addition, a certified ambassador of consciousness, facilitator yes. for the Be Awesome. It's a twelve-week e-course and coaching program. Will you? And it's worldwide. Will you please tell that? Tell us what that's about. That sounds really fascinating.
2: It is a twelve-week course which I took. Um, it came in a very at the right time for me in my life it really uh turned my life around basically this uh conscious living course is was created by sheila Applegate she is a uh she's a working master she's a senior She uh a psychic you know she does psychic reading also she has a couple of businesses and um she created this course um this tutorial course, the Conscious uh, Awesome course. Basically, what it does is she has created um, conscious medications and imagery to help you. Um, that each week has a theme, and um, it help you identify and release old beliefs that no longer support you. And why do you believe in that? And where they come from, and to help you learn to have your beliefs be fluid, because you know things change every day, and not be so rigid. And also, to embrace all of your emotions as a tool to finding more joy and passion in your life. Sometimes we don't want to honor our emotions; we don't want to show our emotions outside of ourselves. And but yet they are very important to uh, helping us move forward in our lives um also uh, brings a sense of unity and connection and oneness into our daily lives. You know, we have become um, such a, a fast-paced society that we've separated from oneness. And, um, you know, it kind uh, of brings you back to uh, in, in, in sense of oneness. Yes. Uh, helps you make better decisions from a heightened state of consciousness. And it brings back the magic and the wonder and the enhancement that is meant to be part of our life. Also, it helped me strengthen my communication with the angels, my, my spirit guides, and loved ones who crossed over. It is a wonderful program. I loved it so much when I completed the 12-week course that I decided to move on and take to as Ambassador of Consciousness Facilitator Course. So I can facilitate these courses myself. That's how much I really uh, believe in the power of these courses.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that, Todd. I love that. And I love, you know, helping others, you know, connect to that, that conscious oneness. I've had shamanism training, and that that was a big, big part of what I learned was that that is so huge. That is so powerful. So with the listeners, they they do that. It's an e-course and they just do that through your website. Is that how that works?
2: Yep. um I have a cab on a website com- com- called Consciously Awesome, mm-hmm. and it'll tell a little bit about it. Basically, uh, it'll you know tell a bit more about what I just uh, talked about, and also how to uh, connect with me. Uh, I'm offering a free 30-minute uh, consultation to see if this particular person is interested or a good fit for this program, and then um, we go from there. So there's also a link to the Be Awesome website, so it's have a little more information in there, and um, yeah, so they can connect to me, you know, with me through my website.
1: Oh, I love it! I love it! Be awesome! That is so great. Yes, we can all be yeah, awesome, yes. can't yes.
2: we? <laughs> we can be. Yeah, they actually are in the process of rebranding, so now it's called Consciously Awesome it's called oh. the be Course. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know what it's is wonderful. so wonderful, Todd, and so fascinating? You know, when we make that connection and we open up and we trust the source, the things that can manifest, the the people, the connections that can come into our life, it's so beautiful, isn't it?
2: It is beautiful. You know, just when you spoke of the word manifest, um, I just did a webinar where uh, last week, manifesting because that's one of the, the weeks of this course, um, you know, the, the, the things we touch on in the 12-week uh, uh, course, and, you know, when we manifest things in our lives, we have to really, you know, uh, negotiate, navigate, be open to receiving, and what we push forward will come back to us, the universe will bring back to us. And, you know, it all, again, it all ties into with the emotions and ego and all of that that the Course brings forth. So, yes. It's absolutely wonderful. Oh,
1: I love it. I love it. With, with about three minutes left of the show, Todd, what last words or inspiration would you like to share with the listeners today?
2: I would like to tell the listeners, do what makes you happy. Do what makes your heart sing. Um, that in itself will be a major turnaround in their life. Don't allow anyone to say you can't do it because you can do it. Um, just go with your heart. Keep an open heart and arms open and, receive and be okay with that. So do what makes your heart sing.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. That is very powerful. And isn't it, you know, it is so powerful for us when we have that open heart and have that trust and follow what what our joy is. Because someone else's joy may not be the same of, as ours. And know our joy and don't be afraid to, to bring those things into our life. Wouldn't you say?
2: Exactly. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Paula. Yes. Exactly.
1: Yes. And isn't Reiki a great part for us to connect with others and just give them love and support as well as, you know, what it does physically? What it does for us emotionally is, is just so beautiful. I, I love it. Yeah. We're, we're all energy brothers it. and sisters, I yeah. believe.
2: I agree. And, and it, it's, it's been a tremendous force in my life and changed my life so much just in three years. Um, I'm just so blessed and so grateful that I am that way in my life at this point. Yes. And it just keeps growing and I'm flowing with it and just having open arms and just grateful for the whole, for, my, for this whole life.
1: Yes. What would you say to a listener out there considering receiving a Reiki session or learning Reiki? In any words for them?
2: I'm sorry, Paul.
1: In any words for someone who's listening who is considering having a Reiki treatment for the first time or maybe even learning Reiki, anything that you would say to them?
2: I would say go with your heart, definitely try the Reiki. Just give it a try if you've never had it done. Trust in it, and um, you will be amazed and very surprised. Just be open to receiving. Um, Also, for me, I decided that it helped me so much that I wanted to go on and do the training. And if you feel called to do that, by all means, do it.
1: Yes, Oh, I love that. I love that powerful message. That's a powerful message because it just, the more Reiki in the world, the better. I love it. It just,
2: it's, I agree.
1: it's a beautiful I agree. thing for, for everyone, the animals, the planet. Todd, I have enjoyed you so much today. I just want to say thank you so much.
2: Well, thank you. Thank uh, you for having me here today.
1: I, you're so welcome. I appreciate all you do for others and the difference you make in so many lives.
2: Thank you,
1: Paula. You're so welcome. And to our listeners out there, I thank you so much for being with us today. I just appreciate you and just love, hugs, and blessings to everyone. A happy day to everyone. Love, hugs, and blessings. Happy day to you as well, Todd.
2: Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Blessings. Blessings. Chat with everyone soon again. Thank you.